0: Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. I'm excited today to be talking with Maggie Germano, financial coach and certified financial education instructor and host of the Money Circle podcast, where she helps women get their money right without being made to feel like failures. Today, we're diving into a topic that is so important to empower ourselves as working women and take charge of our finances, along with taking care of our mental health. Now, more than ever, with a continuous worldwide economic downturn, it can be stressful and anxiety-inducing to wrap our heads around managing finances. Some of us may have been furloughed, laid off, or had hours reduced. Some of us may be considering alternative paths for income. Maggie is here today to help us decipher this uncertain time and to give us some tips and insight into managing finances and protecting our mental health. Hi Maggie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast to chat today. Of course, thanks
1: so much for having me.
0: So, can you introduce yourself and explain what you do in your business as a financial coach for women?
1: Sure. So, yeah, I am a financial coach for women. I help women improve their relationship with their money so that they can take control over their finances and their future. So, I do that through one on one coaching where we can either break down like the actual numbers and get really clear on the budgeting side of things, and or work on some of the more emotional side of money where it's, you know, the habits are involved or some of the anxiety or the disempowering beliefs, things like that. So covering kind of a spectrum of issues from the numbers to the emotions, because I think all of that is just as important as each other. So yeah, I do that with one-on-one coaching. I also do when we're able to be in person with people. I do workshops and speaking. I also have a podcast called Money Circle where I aim to make money a little bit more accessible and easy to understand for women. And I talk about lots of different issues related to finances since money really touches every area of life. I also have a Forbes Women column where again, I talk about the breakdown of money as it relates to women. And I have a women's group also called Money Circle where when we're able to, we meet in person once a month to talk about different financial topics, but it's also a Facebook group. And I'm in the works of creating a online membership group for that as well, so that we can get even deeper in some of those
0: issues. Wow, you sound like a very busy lady with all of that on your plate. (laughs) But I think it's very important to, to have those resources available for women, because I don't think that we always see programs or coaches marketed specifically towards women. Yeah. So I think that's great.
1: Yeah. And that was really why I decided, one of the reasons I decided to focus specifically on women is because I think historically, financial advice and financial information has really been tailored towards men more generally. And historically, men have been the ones with money, have been the ones with power, have been the decision makers throughout uh, our society. And I wanted to help start changing that. And so focusing on women, not only to give them the information that they might be looking for and, you know, talking to them in a way that like, Actually applies to them and making like giving them the information that is applicable and helpful for their own lives without you know talking down to them in any way, um, as well as doing the actual individual work and support with individual people and helping them with their specific issues.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I know now in the uncertain times that we're in with the coronavirus pandemic, I know there's a lot of anxiety um, surrounding finances and just how to proceed forward. Um, People are losing jobs, they're getting furloughed, Um, they might be thinking of pivoting entirely um, into different directions in their career. So what are just some tips that women can better prepare themselves to deal with this type of financial uncertainty?
1: Yeah, so obviously with the coronavirus, it's been kind of an unprecedented moment for a lot of people where a lot of people who always felt pretty secure in their job and in their career are seeing that that's not necessarily always the case, that something like a pandemic can happen and kind of upend everything and make it really difficult to have other options and backup options too. Because I know even for myself, I've I've always had something in the back of my, of my mind where it's like, well... If I have like a really bad month or something with the business, I could always, you know, try to get a part-time job somewhere or do, you know, like Uber or something like that. And it, you know, there's a this period of time where that wasn't necessarily the option. So, um, it's definitely been scary. It's definitely been scary for a lot of people. Um, so the first thing I would say, like, if you're uh, if you got laid off or furloughed, I would say, you know, take as much advantage of unemployment benefits as possible. So we're kind of staring down the moment where right. the extra federal unemployment funds are going to be running out, or at least with the current legislation, it will be running out. We're hoping it'll you know, get renewed a little bit or have, or have a little bit more support there, but it still is in place and there are state-based unemployment options as well. So making sure that you're taking advantage of that, there's no shame in that. It's what it's for. It's there as a safety net for people as you know, we're in a situation where nobody did anything wrong. It's no personal failure on anyone's part. This is just really bad luck for everybody. So taking advantage of that. And then also contacting your creditors or your other companies that you pay bills to and seeing kind of what your options are around either delaying payments or getting interest rates or fees down so that you're not paying that on top of a bill, you know, especially right now as people's income might be getting cut. So having those conversations, communicating about your needs around that and trying to work your way through any embarrassment mm-hmm. or frustration around having to ask for that help. Those are definitely the places I would start. And then also looking at the day-to-day spending, like where are the areas you can be cutting back. Realistically, obviously a lot of people If you're fully losing income, your main concern is paying for your rent or your mortgage and putting food on the table. So I don't want to trivialize any of that experience. But if you're not in that dire of a situation, I would say just being mindful and thoughtful about how you're spending your money during this time and trying to save as much as possible.
0: Definitely. That's great advice. And yes, for me, I think it actually helped that I couldn't go out to just browse around stores during the coronavirus because it actually helped my finances in the long run so I yeah I think those are great tips and so what are your some of your tips for women if they're thinking about hiring a financial advisor but maybe they're nervous or they don't know where to start and what would be your tips for them in looking for the support they need
1: Sure. So first I would say, I think it's important to understand the difference between different financial professionals and the different things that they do. So for me, I'm a financial coach. So what I do is I help with more of the day-to-day money management issues around budgeting, around coming up with a plan to pay off debt, around building up your savings and putting systems in place so you actually can save and you're not so tempted to be spending the money as well as, like I mentioned earlier, some of those emotional things with habits and the thought processes and just you know working through some anxiety and trying to develop better habits around your money. Um, so if that's something you're looking for, or it's that day-to-day money management, it's that relationship with money, a financial coach is definitely the right person. If you feel pretty in control on those kinds of things, but you're looking for someone to support you with future planning or investment planning. If you want to make sure that you're as in control as possible for eventual retirement or saving for your kid's college, those sorts of things, a financial advisor is the a good option for that. So that a financial advisor is someone who's certified in financial planning. They also have the tools to do projections for you and say like if you have this much money invested now And you can save this much every month moving forward. This is how much you'll have by the time you want to retire and things like that. So if you want to do that kind of future projection, future planning, investment advice, a financial planner, financial advisor is definitely the right person. Yeah. So first understanding who's the person you need and then basically doing research and talking to as many people as possible. Like I do free discovery calls with anybody who's interested in what I do and it gives us a moment to learn more about each other, like not only what the potential client is looking for, but how I work and who I am and what my process is and if it's right for them. So it's okay to vet the people that you're looking at and have these you know, introductory calls, see if they're a good fit. If they're not a good fit. Move along. Like, if anyone makes you feel uncomfortable, money is a very personal, emotional topic. And if you don't trust the person you're working with, it's going to be really hard to make progress. So Just making sure that you're choosing someone that you feel most comfortable with, that you trust, that you are not embarrassed or nervous to talk to about certain things, because it's really important to be open and honest about these kinds of things so you can do the right kind of planning. But yeah, so don't feel bad if you have a consult or a discovery call with someone and you decide you don't actually want to work with them. That's totally to be expected.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah, when you mentioned investing, that was also on sort of my radar. So I know a lot of women are kind of afraid at investing just because they're uncertain, maybe risk averse. They're really not too sure where to start. What advice would you give to those women that want to start investing, but they're unsure of whether they should start an investment portfolio? Would you recommend a specific resource to them that they could go to and kind of see if they might be ready to go that route with investing?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is that if you're saving for retirement, you're already investing. So if you have a 401k or you have a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA or anything like that, you're already investing. Saving for retirement is being involved in the stock market. And I would almost argue it's one of the most important ways to be involved in the stock market because you have 30 or 40 years to be saving and planning and seeing your money grow. And most of the time, we don't have that amount of time to be saving and planning for other things. So if you're already doing that, you're already investing. So be proud of yourself for that. If you're not already doing it, if that's okay. I would say get started If you have any kind of retirement plan through work, that's the easiest way to take advantage. But there are tons of banks out there that let you sign up for Roth IRAs or traditional IRAs just seeing if you know you know what's available out there. Some really great resources for just learning how to start <laughs> investing or seeing you know what's out there, what you should be asking. The types of questions you should be asking. So there's a an author named Broke Millennial. It's Erin Lowry. She's a she goes by Broke Millennial. Her second book is Broke Millennial takes on investing. So that's a really good resource for learning about that. There's also a woman named Amanda Holden who has an online course called invested development, where that breaks down all of the how to's for getting started with investing and really focuses on women for how to learn and feel comfortable with investing. But if you wanted more individualized support, There are tons of financial planners out there who will kind of walk you through what your options are, give some guided advice. You want to make sure that anyone you work with is a fiduciary, which means they're legally required to act in your best interest. So they're not going to be necessarily, you know, recommending things just because they'll get a better commission or they'll get a better trade amount. It's really supposed to be what's going to be right for you. And, you know, they might get some commission Mm -hmm. out of it, but they have to put you first. So making sure that's one of the first questions you ask there, but they can really give you that overall landscape and make suggestions in that way. But there's tons of free resources out there to just like learn the basics and understand how to get started and what you should be doing.
0: Awesome. That sounds great. So Maggie, in thinking about financial health and especially with the situation that we see ourselves in with uncertain times, what are some tips that you can give the listeners to protect their mental health?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I know that it's really tough right now because we're in a moment that none of us have really experienced before and it feels kind of endless. We just don't know what's going to happen. So it could be really, really tough. So first I would say, allow yourself to be maybe not as happy or calm as you normally would be. As you mentioned, these are unprecedented times and we don't really know how to do this. And I know for myself, being in a space where I don't know when something's going to end or I don't know when or what the outcome is going to be, that is more difficult for me than just having like bad news about something. Mm -hmm. So I think just allowing yourself and not beating yourself up mm-hmm. for feeling not great is a good way to take care of yourself so that you're not feeling bad about being in a pandemic, but then also beating yourself up for it. That's just not helpful. So trying to be kind to yourself for that. I would also say if you're struggling with your finances right now, if you know, you've know you lost your job or maybe your family member has lost their job, you're just struggling in a way that you wouldn't normally be struggling either financially or with having kids at home or whatever it might be give yourself some grace for that too, because it's not your fault. Nothing that's happening right now is a moral failing of any individual. If you have to go on unemployment or you have to figure out other financial solutions or child care solutions for getting by right now, it's because we're in this situation where we don't have good solutions. And so, trying not to look at your circumstance as some sort of reflection of you and i always say that with financial issues anyway trying not to punish yourself and judge yourself as who you are for what's going on and think more about like you know what can i be doing to like help the situation or improve the situation rather than punishing yourself or blaming yourself for what's going on. So I think those are the two things, at least for right now with accepting that it's okay to not feel great right now. And then also not blaming yourself for the circumstances because this is really out of most people's control. And then also asking for help when you can. So if you still have health insurance and you can afford it, reaching out to a therapist, if that's something you have access to, asking friends and family for help, even if it's just moral support of being able to vent about things and ask questions and ask for guidance, even if you can't see people in person, but allowing yourself to ask for support and help as you need it.
0: Yes, definitely. I think that's really great advice. And I think sometimes the hardest part is actually just asking for help because we get so kind of in our own heads about everything.
1: Oh, for sure. I think we kind of just generally as society feel like we need to, as individuals, just have everything kind of figured out. We need to manage our households by ourselves, manage our families by ourselves, do everything by ourselves. And then we wonder why we get so overwhelmed. So, (laughs) um, and we're not as individuals, we don't know every single thing. You know, you have to learn from other people, ask for support, ask for advice. And it can be hard to do that, especially because we are encouraged to kind of, do things on our own. But I think most of us will be better off for getting support. And that might be of help to friends and family too. Like being able to offer that support might make them feel really good too.
0: Yeah, for sure. What I've noticed a lot been during this whole pandemic is kind of just finding your village online as well. So with all of the different types of groups you can be a part of and Facebook groups and things like that for different, like for me, for working moms, really found a village in that. And I think that's just so important too.
1: Oh, I totally agree. And I think especially right now, having that virtual option is really important. And even just during normal times too, a lot of us get so busy, it's hard to Go do things in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having like a Facebook group or another platform where you just can ask questions and see that other people are going through the same kind of thing. I mean, that's something that's really important to me. I've worked to build an online community around women and money. And because I think it's really important to understand that you're not alone in the things that you're struggling with, whether it's money, whether it's motherhood, whether it's something else. And because that isolation can make everything feel much worse And so if you're seeing that other people are going through similar things as you, it feels a lot easier to manage.
0: Yes, for sure. I really agree with that 100%. So I just have some, a few lightning round questions that I wanted to go through with you. So just kind of a few fun questions make us get to know you a little bit more and then where we can find you online. Great. So what is something that you consider to be your non-negotiable practice? Something that you must do daily so you can start or end your day on a positive note.
1: Hmm. So I personally am not much of a morning person. So... (laughs) So I actually I've set it up with my business so that all of my calls start after 11 so <laughs> that I have enough time to kind of get up, have breakfast, and then I take the dog for a nice long walk and I sit down and I go through my emails and feel a little bit more in control over like what's happening with my day before I have to get on client calls or podcast recordings or whatever it might right. be. And that's something that was hard for me to implement at first cuz I was like, "Oh no, I mean, like nine to five. That's the way that you do that. So I like should do that. But then I was like, well, you know, I have my own business so I can kind of decide what that looks like. And I didn't want to be stressed and rushed by the time I was getting on my calls. So I like having like mm-hmm. three, three hours in the morning to like get up, wake up, eat, go for a walk and then get started. So I think that's something that's really helped me.
0: Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. We do get caught up in the nine to five mentality. <laughs> Because oh, that's sure. just has been drilled into our heads. So who are your favorite podcasters, bloggers, authors, or experts? So
1: I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, which my husband kind of complains about. He says it's very dark a lot of the time <laughs> when I'm listening to. So I like podcasts like Crime Junkie and My Favorite Murder. There's a few other ones out there that are more like pop culture and news related. So, Throwing Shade, those are just a few that I really enjoy. There's another one called Keep It, that's another like pop culture slash news related podcast. Nice. Just like funny too. Don't do a ton of blog reading right now outside of some advice columns that I read. So there's Dear Therapist on the Atlantic. So it's a therapist taking people's questions and answering them, which is, it's like always very interesting. And Ask a Manager is another Mm -hmm. advice column that I really like. I don't work in an office space anymore and I don't manage anybody, but it's still like just very fun to read kind of the issues people are going through at work and then, you know, getting advice and feedback on that. And my favorite author, I think, hands down, is probably Roxane Gay.
0: Nice. Yes, I do. I I um, also read the Ask a Manager. It's very useful. It really is. <laughs> Especially working in a corporate setting. But like you said, it could even be useful working at home. But just the advice that they give on there, I think, is really solid.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's just funny to see some of the dysfunctional stuff going on yeah. in offices
0: sometimes. <laughs> and then you're shaking your head like, oh, yep, I've experienced that before. Exactly. <laughs> So what are you currently working on in your business that you're most excited about? Yeah. So this actually
1: relates to what we were just talking about with finding community and finding people out there that are going through similar things as you. So I mentioned I've been building this community online for a while. It's called Money Circle. And it started off as a Facebook group. And when we're able to meet in person, we do monthly meetups in the DC area in person where we talk about different financial topics every month. And I'm right now working on turning it into a membership community. So being... able to provide group coaching calls and more individualized support and also allowing people to just kind of connect on a deeper level and not in an anonymous way, but it's not connect to Facebook. It's more like, you know, you sign up on this platform and you're able to ask questions and share and support each other and get advice from each other and show each other, you know, this is how I dealt with this issue in the past, or this is something that I'm really struggling with. And maybe you don't want someone on Facebook necessarily seeing what you're sharing. And so you want it to be more private. So that is kind of the goal with this community is to really expand and deepen that safe space that I've created with money circle where I'm allowing women to finally be able to come together and talk about money in a way that you don't have to worry that you're being judged. You don't have to be embarrassed about what you're going through because everything is okay. And everyone's on an even playing field there. And we're really just there to support each other and get more guidance. And like I mentioned, I'm also building in a group coaching component to that. So having monthly group coaching calls on probably Zoom, where people can either get on the hot seat and get specific advice and coaching on an issue they're going through, or we can just, you know, coach through a certain topic for the month. It'll just depend on kind of what's going on. And then I'll also be able to share different resources like webinars and worksheets and things like that in that community. So that's launching early July. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Nice. That sounds amazing. I think that will help a lot of people. And I think that the you. listeners will really find interest in that too. Yeah, I hope so. So where can we find you online? Where are you most active on social media and what's your website and all of the information that the listeners can go check you out?
1: Sure. So my website is just maggiegermano.com and you can sign up for my newsletter there. I send out a newsletter just once a week, usually linking to my podcast recording and any blog posts that I might be working on that week. You can also learn more about the Money Circle community on the website, as well as uh, like I mentioned, my blog and I link to my podcast there. So all the good information, you can learn more about my coaching workshops, all the, that good stuff. As for social media, I'm most active on, clickunand Instagram. So I'm just at Maggie Germano on Instagram. I'm always sharing what I'm working on as well as advice and different pieces of information. Somewhat active on Twitter, not as active on Twitter, but I'm on there. That's just at Maggie Germano again. And then pretty active on Facebook, both with my Facebook page, which is just Maggie Germano coaching. And then the Money Circle group on Facebook, which is a free group right now that is separate from the upcoming Money Circle community. So those are my main kind of spaces on social media. And then like I mentioned, I also have my podcast. It's called Money Circle and it's available pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I know that my listeners will get so much value out of this episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening in today to Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes of this episode for all the links to what we've talked about today. Also, head on over to theworkingmomcollective.com to sign up for my free five-day challenge for creating a working mom non-negotiable routine. We've all been there, stressed out, burnt out, and overwhelmed as working moms handling all of the things. My free challenge will walk you through step by step my exact method for creating a working mom routine that takes you from burnout to actually waking up and feeling great about your day. And finally, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you have a few minutes. Tell your working mom friends and anyone else that might be interested. In this content, I'd love as many moms as possible to gain value from the podcast. If you'd like to nominate someone or yourself to be a guest, please contact me at kelly at the Collective.com. I am so happy you chose to listen in today, and I cannot wait to dive into next week's topic with you.